Hi, it's 8 o'clock. It's February the 28th. This is show number 24 of Transmit. Here we go. Let's get it off the ground. Hello, welcome. You've made it back to another uh, exciting episode of Transmit. This is show number 24. I am your host, Gummo, and uh, this is pretty much life from a hacker's perspective. Um, It's good to be back. Uh, Let's see. I have been away from the microphone for uh, for about three weeks now, and it's it's good to be back uh, in the saddle, so to speak. I'm kind of halfway in the saddle. I've taken a little time off, as you can tell. I uh, just, uh, you know, needed to charge my batteries and um, 
take some time off, do a little reflecting, get a little rest in there and um, just kind of uh, get some rest and relaxation going there. Uh, and as I said, it's really good to be back uh, here at Hackers Ed Headquarters here in Chicago. We are coming to you live from the Aon Center uh, in downtown Chicago, Illinois. Uh, if you don't know what the Aon Center is, it's, it's this big, that big, white, tall building that looks like a big square sticking out of the middle of the city. Um, we're right here down in the loop, the Chicago's famous loop, and uh, we pretty much, uh, this is where we kick it off. What is this? This is uh, this is the show that we call Transmit, and uh, I am your host Gummo. And basically, this show is about uh, hacker things, you know, uh, life from a hacker's perspective. Uh, tonight we have a real short show, uh, you know, just because uh, we have uh, other programs following, and uh, you know, again, I'm not feeling that well. Uh, I'm about fifty percent uh, up to speed. Uh, wow. Where do I even begin? Uh, it, it, again, it's really good to be back. Uh, and thank you for all of the well wishes from uh, my family and friends. Uh, I, you know, I have not been feeling uh, that well lately. Uh, at, at first, at first I, I took some time off uh, from the show to kind of get things sorted out. Kind of, uh, you know, uh, definitely listening, listening to some feedback from our listeners and taking that to heart. And uh, hopefully that uh, I will continue to uh, improve where, uh, you know, it's needed uh, in the show. Again, this is this is uh, only show number 24. And we're, we're definitely trying to get things uh, off and running in the right direction. And, and so far, I think it's it's kind of uh, heading in that direction. Um, again, we, we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback, a lot of uh, mail, and a lot of um, uh, feedback from uh, Twitter as far as uh, you know what what we should do, what we should bring to the show, and uh, what we shouldn't do, and what we should not bring to the show. So, again, thank you to our listeners uh, for for um, the great feedback. I, I certainly read uh, all of the feedback that comes uh, in, and um, and I do. I really do take that to heart. Um, again, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is uh, a little show that, uh, we, we put together and, uh, we just wanted to bring, uh, things, uh, you know, we, we wanted to bring, uh, you some great information and some great ideas from, um, from me, uh, and, uh, bring it, bring it to you and hopefully that, uh, you find some of the information useful, uh, and enjoyable. Uh, where have I been? Uh, I've been getting that, uh, been getting that question asked uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, lately. Uh, at, at first, I uh, I just took a week off uh, to rest, uh, and then um, the second week, of course, was uh, around Valentine's Day, and uh, I just you know at you know winter time here in Chicago is is pretty rough. So uh, usually, I try to get uh, out of the snow, ice, and misery for a few days during the winter and so um uh, took a little time off and uh went down to florida got a little uh rest by the ocean uh and it was really um it was really well needed uh you, you never know how much you really need rest and relaxation until you get back into the rat race after uh getting that rest and relaxation in and boy uh, got back, uh, you know, uh, on this particular trip. Usually, let me back up for a minute. Usually, when I do go down to Florida, uh, I'll fly. 
just because. And uh, for this particular trip, uh, I, I wanted to drive. Uh, it's been a long time since I've driven uh, anywhere, really, uh, let alone uh, down to Florida. And uh, so I just decided to take uh, take and uh, take advantage and uh, of my driving skills or lack thereof and and head down to Florida and uh, it, it was uh, it was a pretty good little trip uh, jumped on the uh, interstate and uh, of course if you follow me on Twitter you'll see um, the trip uh, as I sort of you know, uh, live tweeted I guess uh, if, if that's even a term or should I even use that term I'm not sure but uh I sort of took some photos along the way down uh, down there, and then of course on the way back, um, had a great time. Uh, got to spend some time with some family, and um, I got to spend some time with my father. Uh, he's he's aging, and uh, you, you know it's it's always good to get some time in with a family. Um, you know, especially when they're creeping up in the uh, age age years. Um, so that, it was good. It was. I had a great little trip uh, down there, and uh, it was it was a great little trip. Uh, drove down, uh, took photos along the way, and um, spent some time down there. I went to the beach, did my thing, visited with family, and then uh, drove back. And so there's where the uh, the second part of my issues kind of started. Uh, I, I, I uh, drove back, and the drive was pretty nice uh, when I left Florida. And then by the time I got to uh, Atlanta, it started raining, and then it uh, it just didn't stop. It rained. Uh, I, I took I seventy five north, and I'd say about. 10 minutes uh, after uh, I drove out of Atlanta heading north on I-75, it started raining, and uh, then it started raining harder, and then it started raining harder, and then by the time I got to the outskirts of Tennessee, uh, it started uh, sleeting and uh, raining, and then uh, as the trip progressed uh, more, uh, it started snowing, sleeting, and raining. And normally where you are doing, you know, 70, 80 miles an hour on the interstate, uh, it was it, the, the weather was so inclement, uh, we were doing about 40 miles an hour on the interstate uh, with the weather conditions the way they were. And... Yeah, uh, it was quite treacherous. Uh, the the it was just really. Um, I had never seen. Uh, you know, living here in Chicago, you you sort of see the, the 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 back and the front of uh you know bad and good weather, uh, but seriously, I had never uh, experienced weather like that. So um, you know, we got uh, got got to I don't know about the middle of Tennessee, and then it just it it, it just didn't let up. Uh, it just kept rain. It, it it was this weird, bizarre mix of rain, sleet, snow, and frozen rain. Uh, and, and of course, as soon as the uh, all of the precipitation hit the 
the interstate it it just it, it would freeze and there were cars spinning out uh it, it was quite uh it was quite scary to uh see let alone drive through uh but i pressed on uh and pre- and it, it, and it seemed to me that the harder i uh pressed on or the longer that i pressed on rather uh the the, the weather just kept getting worse uh by the minute and so uh, I, uh let's see i drove about 5 or 6 more hours uh through tennessee finally made it through tennessee and got to kentucky uh and at that point by the time uh i got to kentucky it was uh it was snowing uh it, it, the the rain had changed over to uh straight snow uh and it was just uh oh my goodness it it was just awful so uh kept driving a little bit further and by the you know I, i'd say uh it it, it it was about 12 hours at this point that I'd been driving, uh, and I made it all the way to Corbin, Kentucky. Uh, and by that time I just had enough. Uh, it was just snowing. I was tired, exhausted. Uh, and, uh, I was just like, okay, this is enough. And so I, uh, I pulled off, uh, you know, pulled off on an exit, uh, found a, a holiday inn, uh, which I haven't stayed in since I was a child. Uh, found a little Holiday Inn uh, in Corbin, Kentucky. Uh, at this point, it's like two o'clock in the morning, two thirty in the morning. Uh, pulled off, and and I was really, uh, I was really hoping and praying that uh, they had a room available. Which, of course, you know, it's it's in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. So uh, I, w- I I seemed to luck out and uh, found a room. Uh, got checked in. It's about three o'clock in the morning at this point. Uh, and literally just got my bag in the room, closed the door and walked over to the bed and fell face first into, uh, the bed, uh, and slept, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty rough for the next, uh, five or six hours. So, uh, the, the next morning or later that morning, rather, uh, it was, uh, my, uh, alarm went off. I woke up and I was, you know, it, it was such a long drive from Florida to, uh, Kentucky at that point. I was just like out of it. You know, I was really just trying to figure out where I was going or, or what I was doing in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. But, uh, you know, the alarm went off, uh, took a couple deep breaths, you know, sh- shook it off a little bit and, uh, flipped on the weather and wouldn't you know it there was a the one storm that had moved in that had uh presented such a challenge the evening before uh that storm had moved on to the east and another storm was about 45 minutes to the west so uh, you know i don't know i, I guess i uh, panicked slightly uh looked at the <laughs> looked at the weather loop and and i was like oh my god here here we go again and so um, I just, you know, got together real quick, uh, brushed my teeth, said a couple of Hail Marys, uh, ran, ran literally uh, and checked out and jumped in the car and started heading north again. And again, it was uh, by, the, by the time I got uh, underway, uh, the second round had started and it was, it was even worse than the night prior. 
so again, uh, 40 miles an hour on I-75 heading north, uh, and it just didn't let up. And it, uh, the second round was just equally as treacherous, I suppose. Uh, and it stayed that way all the way to um, Cincinnati. Uh, and once I got through Cincinnati, um, the, the snow had sort of eased up. And uh, as I crossed into uh, Indiana, it, it was, seriously, it was, it was so strange. Um, the skies just opened up, the bl- you know, blue skies, the sun was out. You know, there was snow on the ground everywhere, but the, the uh, roads were uh, nice and clean uh, as I progressed into Indiana. And um, it, it, was, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, the, the drive through all of Indiana was nice. Uh, and then for about four hours, uh, as I approached Illinois, uh, I got to the northern end of uh, Indiana. Uh, it started uh, snowing again. And yeah, I'd say about this time, uh, it's, it's, you know, early to late afternoon and I'm starting to uh, get into Illinois and the snow just intensified. And so by the time I crossed over into Illinois, it, it turned from a uh, light uh, snow event to a uh, heavy major snow event. And of course, you know, Murphy's Law or my luck or a little bit of both. Uh, by the time I got to uh, Chicago proper, it was rush hour. It was snowing heavily, and uh, I was just uh, I was just livid from the, uh, the the weather conditions. You know, and uh, you know, just my luck. Of course, you know, I I I I'd, I'd failed to actually look at the weather or the weather predictions before I even left Florida or I would have stayed a few extra days. But uh, nevertheless, got uh, to uh, Chicago proper and it was snowing real hard, rush hour. And, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, any of any of you listeners have ever been to Chicago uh, during rush hour, but it's it, that unto itself is uh, certainly a challenge. And then when you toss in uh, inclement weather and then uh, you have suicidal drivers, on I-290, uh, it, it, it creates an interesting uh, mix. Uh, but, uh, you know, got to, um, was, you know, got to I-290, you know, that's, I-290 is sort of the beltway uh, around Chicago. There's two ways. Uh, you could either take I-290 or I-90 uh, through the, the loop. And of course, uh, I had decided to go around the city, you know, I had enough sense at that point to go, okay, uh, I don't think going through the city is going to be my cup of tea. Uh, and so that's what, you know, uh, cut through the city and, uh, or cut through, uh, under the city on I-290. And by the time I, it, I-290 kind of circles around, uh, to I-90 again. And by the time I got to I-90, uh, it was, uh, 5.30 in the afternoon, uh, full-blown snowstorm and uh, here I am driving through it uh, and I had had enough you know again I had only slept four or five hours than uh, that night or the earlier that morning uh, in Kentucky so I I was really stressed out and um, it, it was it was stressful so uh, you know sitting in uh, rush hour traffic in a snowstorm in Chicago uh, after dealing with all a uh, cross-country drive with and, and I'm not kidding it was snowing and raining and sleeting or and all the way from Atlanta 
uh, minus, all the way to Chicago, minus the uh, few hours driving through Indiana. And uh, I had had enough. I, you know, I got to Chicago uh, and uh, finally, finally got to my, uh, my front door around uh, 8.30 that night. And I just had enough. And um, again, I was just like, that's enough. And called it, called it a day. Uh, I, I, I got to my, uh, my uh, place. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't even unpack the car. I just got out of the car, went inside. And again, it was like a repeat of uh, Kentucky. I just fell face first on uh, to my bed. And uh, that was pretty much all I can remember until the next afternoon uh, when I uh, woke up. And uh, at that point, uh, there's where the weirdness really started because I, I, you know, I'm I'm no spring chicken, uh, folks. You know, I'm 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 getting up there in the years, but uh, you know, I, I had a little discomfort in my hips. I'm like, what? You know, what is this? And so, I don't take anything for pain or anything like that. I I rarely take anything, uh, and so uh, you know, the next day, uh, you know, went to the office, got things underway, and as the day progressed. Uh, I, my conditions, uh, deteriorated, uh, rapidly. And so, uh, when, you know, uh, I worked a full day, got back, uh, got back home, uh, went to sleep. And then of course the next morning, that's when, uh, reality set in and, uh, I, I could barely walk. I could barely, uh, I was just, both my hips were just completely in this unbearable sort of pain and, my back, my legs, my knees, it was just, it was just, uh, I was just a uh, living wreck at that point. And uh, it just kept getting, you know, it was just interesting, uh, just kept getting uh, worse, so it seemed. And so, um, you know, I went, I went to work the next day, uh, and it, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so finally, long story short, on my uh, wonderful uh, travel adventure here. I woke up that Friday, took uh, one step out of my bed and fell. <laughs> and I f- and literally fell. Uh, it was the first time I had ever fallen in my life. And uh, I-, I fell. And uh, uh, l- luckily, I didn't uh, injure myself even further. Uh, and at that point, I'd realized uh, that I needed to seek m- some medical attention. So, and that's what I did. I uh, went to the uh, doctor. Uh, they checked me out, and uh, I had come to find out that I had had uh, uh, dislocated my hips. And so, um, uh, long story short, I guess I keep saying that second time, but uh, again, uh, I, I gave it another week of uh the doctors put me on uh some serious uh bed rest uh and uh some serious uh medication and uh i spent uh, the next week uh pretty much in bed um uh, and uh that was that sort of led me to uh tonight uh, i've been resting uh a lot and uh getting getting plenty of rest drinking plenty of fluids and uh healing ever so slowly uh, but fortunately, I, I've had uh, some great people here looking out after me, and uh, I am uh, definitely on the mend. While not 100%, uh, I, I, I am uh, able to sit up 
and uh, speak sort of uh, coherently at this point. So nevertheless, it's good to be back uh, here in the uh, Windy City. And uh, the weather here has been uh, unusually warm for this time of year. It was, uh, you know, it's the end of February and it's, uh, you know, 60, I think it was 65 degrees today. And so, uh, again, uh, if you're not too familiar with Chicago in the middle of wintertime, uh, it, it can be downright brutal, uh, this time of year. And so, uh, been dealing with, uh, been dealing with, uh, the, the medical issues and, and healing in, in that regard. And, uh, and it's been really nice to see the snow melting. Uh, but, uh, I believe that's going to be short lived. I believe we have a, uh, snowstorm on the way, uh, in the next day or so. So, uh, yet again more weather challenges uh from living here in uh the windy city so that that's that was my trip long story short or short story long uh however you want to look at it but uh, again thank you for the well wishes and thank you for the uh great care from everybody that's been helping me uh, on the mend uh it, it, i'm really touched uh by uh, everyone's generosity and uh well wishes so uh here we are, uh, show 24, and uh, again, you know, I've been uh, I've been reading some of the feedback or all of the feedback really uh, coming into the show, and uh, and I've been taking that really to heart and making some uh, decisions along the way, uh, and and some of those decisions, uh, of course, aren't easy to come by, uh, or or make or actually execute, but uh, nevertheless, that has to be done. Uh, as you can tell, I'm, I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, again, you know, I figured it would be less stressful for me, uh, to try and, uh, cycle back here and get the, uh, show underway. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, been interesting. Um, but, uh, we will, uh, we will definitely, uh, try to have a full, uh, cast here next week for the show. I just wanted to uh, definitely do the show and catch up with everybody and, and uh, let everybody know that, yeah, I'm still here, and uh, that's the reason uh, that uh, there has been no transmit for the past uh, few weeks. Uh, let's see. Um, we've got some news coming coming along, and there has been a lot of news uh, in our little world of uh, InfoSec, ITSec, Hacker, Dom, or whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, it's, it's been interesting. Of course, uh, if, unless you've been living in a cave, you know all about the, uh, the Apple versus uh, the U.S. government debacle uh, where uh, the Department of Justice, uh, a.k.a. the FBI, they uh, sent an order to Apple, uh, more or less ordering Apple to unlock an iPhone that was used in a terrorist attack and uh, of course apple is challenging that order saying that it sets a dangerous precedent uh for uh, everyone uh and um it's an it's it's an interesting uh issue that's that's come up and and you know sooner or later we uh us as hackers we all knew that uh, it, it would um it would come to light in in some sort of a spectacular way like it has and boy, is it spectacular! And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this all plays out. And uh, I too, and 
uh, I'm, I'm keeping uh, tabs on the, uh, the events as they unfold. Uh, and it should be quite interesting to see, uh, nevertheless, uh, how, how this unfolds. Um, and, you know, again, I don't want to spend too much time. I've got a lot of things to catch up on and uh, a short amount of time to do it. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, lot of things going on uh, in, in in the world lately. Uh, again, you know, besides the Apple issues, uh, let's see. I'm just kind of, again, I'm kind of doing this uh, off the cuff tonight, uh, so I'm just kind of uh, yeah, yeah, pulled together a few quick uh, notes for the show, and then uh, I'm heading back to bed, folks. But uh, it seems that uh, there's been, uh, let's see, the. Um, the in the Ukraine, it seems that uh, the authorities in the Ukraine are blaming uh, hackers uh, for interfering with the uh, the power grid. Uh, and you again, you know, you can kind of look that uh, up on the net uh, and see what's going on with that. Uh, also, in the news, um, it seems that. Uh, the DOJ is, has also reported that the IRS has reported that over 700,000 U.S. taxpayers' uh, accounts and information, social security numbers, all of that fun stuff, uh, that was breached uh, last year. And, of course, uh, those 700,000 uh, people um, have had their information exposed. While, you know, I, I don't want to sound too cavalier on this, but, you know, here, here it is, uh, another day, another breach, uh, more, more uh, millions of people, uh, people's information has been exposed due to a data breach. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, you would figure at this point in 2016 uh, that, uh, you know, if... The, the government of all people should have something like that uh, on lockdown, but that that doesn't seem to be the case. But uh, yeah, seven hundred thousand people uh, and their information uh, was compromised in uh, a recent, or not a recent, but uh, a, a data breach or network breach last year from the IRS. Oh, uh, and and that's you know, I don't know. Should I elaborate? No, I shouldn't. Let's keep going with the news. Uh, the Yellow Cab Company of Los Angeles has had its primary phone lines tied up uh, by hackers since uh, last week, forcing uh, customer requests to be rerouted to a backup dispatch center. Uh, it, the company goes to say that customer data doesn't appear to have been compromised in the attack. It seems to be some sort of denial of service uh, going on uh, with the LA Yellow Cabs. See. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody uh, made somebody mad on a cab ride. Who knows? Uh, in other news, uh, let's see. And I'm I'm really going fast through this, folks, to try to get everything covered tonight. Uh, it seems that uh, an another hacker broke into uh, UC Berkeley and uh, made off with eighty thousand uh, accounts or information. Uh, accounts uh, from students uh, and faculty at uh, University uh, of California, Berkeley. Uh, basically, the uh, UC Berkeley officials have alerted uh, over 80,000 current and former students and employees, for that matter, that someone hacked into the network campus financial system and they should check if their social security numbers and bank account information 
have been stolen. Um, interesting. The officials declared this uh, statement uh, this past Friday, and uh, it seems that officials sent letters to the potential victims on Thursday informing them uh, of the breach to which uh, it seemed to have happened uh, in December of 2015. Uh the source goes on to say that those notified uh, include students and staff who received non-salary payments through electronic fund transfers, such as financial aid awards and work-related reimbursements. Uh, vendors whose financial information was in the system for payment purposes were also at risk. Again, another uh, an, another network breach, another, uh, more people's information uh, stolen and exposed or stolen and or exposed or both and uh, it's just another day another dollar in that regard uh, moving along we seem to now here's something that was uh, that's just coming to light of course and I, I tweeted about this a few months ago uh, and I don't remember when exactly I tweeted if you want to go through my Twitter timeline and God help you if you do uh, just for sanity's sake, of course. But uh, it, it seems that um, Baidu-powered apps... Baidu is uh, basically the Chinese equivalent of Google. And it seems that most of the applications that uh, were made in conjunction or for uh, Baidu, uh, surprise, were leaking personal information and data. Uh, you know, and again, uh, a few months ago, I had actually tweeted about this and and noticed I, I don't remember who I spoke with I, it was one of my followers on Twitter but I spoke with someone uh, he she asked me about it and uh, I remember uh, quite vaguely uh, where I took the app uh, apart and ran it through a um, I broke it down all the way to the uh, binary hexadecimal uh, state of the application and, and noticed myself that uh, there were indeed uh, some information leaks coming from uh, a whole host of apps uh, that were powered uh, by Baidu. Huh. Interesting. All right. Uh, give me just a second. Let me, uh, since I'm here in the studio alone, I've got to do everything and wobble around. Had, had to check the board myself. Uh, so it's kind of a kind of I don't know. Again, it's another day, another dollar, another data breach, right? Let's keep going, folks, because I've got a lot of things. All right, uh, so that that uh, you know that's just kind of uh, what's been. Should I talk about this or should I not? I don't know. You know, I said in in previous episodes that I really don't like to discuss politics. But, you know, seriously, uh, the, <laughs> the presidential race this year in the United States is, uh, is, is it interesting or is it comical? It's comically interesting. Let's say that. And uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much into it, but really, <laughs> really, it's, uh, I don't know. Let's not even talk about that. It's, it's really interesting. You've got the, uh, the candidates uh the uh, Republican candidates who were uh, recently uh, I believe they recently had a debate and 
the next day, uh, along with uh, the debate itself, they were they were literally. It, it felt like I was in the seventh grade. They were name calling. They were uh, they were t- personal jabs. Uh, I had I have you know. I have never seen anything like this uh, in my life. You know, I'm a little over 40, and, uh, you know, as, as, as long as I can remember, it's always just been old, stale politicians saying that they're going to make America great again. But uh, things are different on this, uh, this race. Uh, why are things different? Because it, 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 feels like I'm in, uh, it feels like I'm watching the old... Um, World Championship Wrestling uh, uh, shows back from the 70s and 80s where they would get up and they would talk all kinds of beef at each other. And, and uh, I don't know. It's, 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 seriously, uh, it's seriously comical but yet disturbing in the same token. So I don't want to elaborate too much, but uh, again, because I really do not talk, like talking about politics, but uh, it's very interesting. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, I made a, may have talked about this, and I may have not talked about this, uh, and this is this is rather an old story, uh, and I, I, may, I believe I have, but uh, I, I wanted to talk about this and then talk about some uh, cool products or, or devices that I found. And basically, this is from uh, July of last year, uh, where a... Uh, a Florida resident drove around with a cell phone jammer for uh, roughly two years before being caught. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, quote some of the, um, the the things here from the uh, Tampa Tribune. Uh, the, and basically, uh, the, the Tampa Tribune reported that, uh, let's see... 60-year-old cell phone vigilante Jason R. Humphreys uh, basically took matters into his own hands and began jamming uh, cell phone towers or he he was using a cell phone jammer in his vehicle uh, every day for two years while commuting to and from work. Uh, The... The Tribune reported that uh, Humphreys brought a cell phone jammer along on his commute every day for two years uh, to ensure that his fellow commuters remained focused on the road instead of being on the cell phone. Uh, That was until two uh, local sheriff's deputies caught him in the act and slapped him with $48,000 worth of fines, which he must pay or otherwise, uh, you know, answer to in the courts now again this is from last year and i'm sure there's been some sort of uh, resolution to the case but uh it turned out that humphreys uh would have gone undetected if it had been for uh a local uh carrier metro pcs which is uh owned and operated by t-mobile who notified the fcc last year that there was a peculiar outage on a certain path of uh interstate four and downtown Tampa exactly three years ago. The FCC looked into it and discovered that wideband emissions broadcast activity with wide frequencies and wavelengths were emanating from a blue Toyota Highlander. Humphreys kept on jamming for uh, another year after the discovery until two county sheriff's deputies pulled him over. 
They were able to confirm his use of the cell phone jammers before they could even search his vehicle and found, found the uh, device located behind a rear seat cover. As they approached the SUV, their two-way radios uh, were disconnected more or less from the dispatch uh, dispatching office. Uh, therefore, uh, that's sort of how the, the deputies uh, noticed right away what was going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Tribune went on to say that the, um, let's see, the Humphreys uh, device uh, was a high power unit that was actually able to jam uh, cellular transmissions uh, within a five kilometer radius. Now that's pretty uh, significant because uh, I've seen uh, I've seen and played around with cell phone jammers. Of course, I'm not going to admit whether I've turned it on or not, uh, but I have had the opportunity. I actually have a cell phone jammer, a pocket cell phone jammer. But uh, again, they're interesting little devices. Uh, they went on to say that these jammers can proactively block cell phones, Wi-Fi, GPS, and aircraft communications, and even two-way law, uh, two-way radios used by law enforcement and emergency personnel. Cell phone jammers were first developed for use by law enforcement and the military so that police could block phone calls in a hostage situation or a raid. Now, however, they are made, they've made their way rather uh, to the black market, even Craigslist. Is Craigslist still around? The department later tested Humphrey's device to discover that it could jam signals uh, in three bands. It's unclear what brand or maker model uh, Jammer Humphreys was using, but for some perspective, Antenna Systems and Supplies uh, sells a TRJ89 jammer and it's able to block cellular uh, service within a five-mile radius. Uh, Humphreys is alleged to have said that he had been using the jammer for 16 to 24 months on his commute, uh, meaning pretty much everyone around him was unable to use a cell phone, even someone who had a dire emergency to call in. They were unable to uh, use their mobile device. Uh, whether this made any difference in the quality of Humphreys' commute uh, is, is pretty much unknown. Unsurprisingly, he does not seem to be taking calls at the moment. Uh, you know, and from my interpretation, uh, again, uh, cell phone jammers are not illegal to own in the United States. You can buy them all day long uh, from a number of vendors, uh, most, most specifically from vendors in China. And that's where I, uh, I obtained my little pocket uh, jammer. Uh, and they're not illegal to own, but however, once you turn that the jammer on, that's when things start to get really weird because uh, at that point, uh, it becomes illegal to uh, use a cell phone jammer. So uh, it was interesting because, you know, uh, I've never seen a cell phone jammer that could uh, be effective with a, you know, have a five mile radius uh, range and still be effective, but uh, this guy must have had some really high power stuff in his truck. Uh, so I did a little bit of searching on the uh, internet, and uh, of course I did. I uh, I actually found uh, some uh, some jammers uh, online, and uh, and lo and behold, uh, there was uh, there was the, the 
the, there's some crazy uh, looking uh, cell phone jammers uh, out there. Um, and uh, let's see, if you go to the website uh, Berlin Optical, that's B E R L I N O P T I C A L dot com, uh, they have a whole host of cell phone jammers. Uh, all the way from the little pocket uh, models, uh, all the way to these really uh, weird uh, and expensive jammers that have like 10 antennas on them. Again, that's at berlinoptical.com, and they have some crazy cell phone jammers there. You should check it out, nevertheless, for entertainment purposes. Uh, and some of these uh, jammers... Uh, they block GPS, Wi-Fi, LoJack, 3G, 4G, uh, and uh, satellite. Um, and they, they do work. Um, and and that, that article is a testament to the effectiveness of uh, the, some of these high-powered cell phone jammers. What I'm assuming is that uh, Humphreys was using one of the, uh, the big daddy ones, uh, you know, the the, the uh, jammers that uh, produce uh, three watts or six watts of uh, radiated power. And uh, those, those seem to run, uh, uh, let's see, the prices of those seem to be around $400. But uh, that's some serious business when you're interrupting uh, cellular traffic within a five-mile radius. So, uh, again, that's at uh, berlinoptical.com. And they, uh, again, from my interpretation, of, of course, please check with your local uh, and state and regional or whatever kind of law enforcement or, or uh, controlling entity that uh, governs your jurisdiction and make sure that uh, you're able to uh, purchase one, um, let alone use one. I, I, I do know that from my interpretation that it is legal to buy a cell phone jammer. But again, once you hit power, uh, that's when you're breaking the law, at least here in the United States. So be sure to stay within the legal confines of the law, folks, and try not to break any laws with a cell phone jammer. Uh, it was it was interesting, very interesting, um, to say the least. And so it, that got me uh, that got me to to chatting with a, a buddy of mine, or rather a colleague of mine. Uh, about the uh, about cell phones and cell phone jammers and all of that stuff, and um, you know, I I was sitting here, you know, I'm sitting here going, you know, uh, wouldn't it be, you know, you know, with all of these uh, smart watches and and uh, all of the things that are uh, out there this day and age, at this point, I would f you would figure that uh, there's a cell phone. Uh, you know, watch, you know, sort of like the old Dick Tracy watches to where you could uh, make and take phone calls on your wrist. So I did a little searching uh, on, on the World Wide Web, and uh, that's what I found. Uh, and I ordered one today. Uh, it's a watch cell phone, uh, and it's a GSM watch cell phone. And let me run down some of these specifications. I'm not going to run through them all, but it seems pretty dang cool. Uh, if you go to uh, hackerthings.com, you will see it. Uh, it it's $59.85, and um, 
it 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 looks to be a full blown. I'm playing the video right here. Uh, it looks to be a full blown uh, cellular phone on a watch. Huh. Has a SIM card in the back. Uh, you can plug it in to your computer. It has a. It looks like you can store files on it. It has all kinds of accessories. Sorry about the cheesy music, folks. It was video that came with it. Uh, it's at hackerthings.com. And uh, let's see. Features overview. It's an unlocked GSM quad band. GSM 850, 900, 1800, 1900 megahertz. Touch screen. Bluetooth. Bluetooth support. A2DP Bluetooth stereo. Memory card. Support TF card. Uh, two gigabyte. Uh, expanded memory uh, and it's it it's a full-blown cell phone and that's what I want uh, you know it, it looks like it looks like it's main China of course it looks kind of uh, looks kind of goofy but uh, that's at hackerthings.com looks pretty cool check it out it's uh, $59.85 and uh, it's an unlocked GSM quad band touchscreen Bluetooth cell phone that uh, you wear as a watch pretty cool uh, let's see if it uh, supports full SMS EMS MMS uh, let's see management typewriting uh, handwriting T9 whatever that is T9 English input uh what else uh, intelligent chinese and english input inter antenna clock uh inter vibration scene mode whatever that is uh talking time reminder and it even has a screensaver that is so cool and see that's what i've always wanted as a kid well, i always wanted a cell phone watch check that out though it's a watch cell phone and it's unlocked so i guess if you uh, are concerned with it being locked well then there you go it seems that you just pop a uh, sim chip in the back and uh boot it up and you're off to the <laughs> you're off to the races by golly i'll tell you um and then there's more uh if you go to uh, my favorite search engine google and if you type in uh wrist watch cell phone you will see um a lot of options in that in that category to where uh not only do they sell them at hackerthings.com it seems that they're they're sold everywhere anyhow ordered one and i'd really like to see what it uh it does really cool hmm um let's see let's see we covered the news we covered my uh, medical problems we covered my trip uh, and here's another cool gadget, you know, because I like gadgets just as much as you guys do. Uh, and this is, uh, this is at, uh, ryscc.com, store.ryscc.com, and it's called the Promark 3. And the Promark, the Promark 3 uh, basically is a kit that includes everything you need to get started doing RFID NFC research in style. Uh, it, let's see. 
uh, inside the box you will find uh, the enclosed Promark 3 LF antenna, HF antenna, the EM4100, the HID1326, the ProxCard 2, uh, the T5577, the MyFair 1K, the MyFair 4K, and the MyFair Ultralight, and, uh, and a couple of antenna cables, uh, power communication, a power ant slash communication cable, uh, and basically what this does is it's an SDR, and it's uh, basically used for um, you know tinkering around with NFC and RFID devices uh, and cards. So um, it looks to be pretty cool. Check that out. I, I don't you know, again. I'm running short on time, but uh, it's called the Pro. I don't know if it's the Pro X Mark or the Proxmark. I guess it'd be called Proxmark 3. It's the Proxmark 3 kit. Uh, again, it runs for about $419. Uh, and you can check that out at store.ryscc.com. And uh, it's a, it seems to be a great little development uh, kit. It comes with uh, six cards total. And so if you're into uh, cloning or just fooling around with RFID or NFC uh, technology. Well, then it looks like uh, this is the thing uh, that you would use. Uh, I, one of our, uh, one of my followers on Twitter actually pointed me in this direction, and uh, she said that this was a great little development toolkit uh, to use. And so I'm passing that information along to you guys. And uh, hopefully, if uh, you if you grab it uh, and start using it, uh, I'd like to hear uh, your thoughts on it. Again, that's at store.ryscc.com, and uh, it's the Proxmart Three Kit. Looks to be pretty pretty cool. Uh, let's see. And I think I have time for one more device here because. Uh, you know, I, again, I like devices, and devices are cool. Uh, in the last show, I spoke about uh, uh, cloning hard drives, and uh, no, no less the difference. Uh, I found another uh, cool little device, uh, and basically, what is this thing called? I don't know if it even has a name, but uh, it's the... Um, Crew Acquisitions Group um, Forensic Combo Dock Drive Dock Firewire um, HDD Cloner and basically uh, it's a cool little device to where uh, you're able to uh, clone uh, drives uh, using a uh, forensic sort of um, grade uh, cloning um device and this this again was brought to us by one of our listeners uh and it's uh oh it's called the uh, forensic combo dock version 5 and it's uh, a yellow little box that has many little ports and lights and displays and 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 um one of uh one of my listeners said that it's an excellent device for and value for uh it's for for what it's worth i guess the the device i believe we were speaking about on the last show on transmit 23 was a very expensive device uh this one however 
I think it's within range of uh, all of us geeks, and uh, it's about $380, uh, $376.89 to be exact, with $11 shipping. Uh, and it's called the Combo Dock V5, and this thing uh, will basically um, clone anything, any sort of hard drive. Uh, the uh, Forensic Combo Dock V5 Drive Dock Firewire blah 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 uh, will um, allow you to um, forensically copy uh, a hard drive bit for bit and all of that good stuff. Let's see. Uh, it has a world compatible AC adapter, Firewire 800 cable. Oh, it comes with a Firewire 800 cable. A Firewire 400 cable, eSATA host cable, USB 3, and all that yes. You can get it at Amazon. Did you know that? Did you? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. God, Amazon has everything. Listen, folks, that's that's going to wrap it up for this show. Uh, again, I uh, wanted to thank you for, your, for all of your feedback. Uh, again, next week, uh, we'll have the full crew back in uh, here. Uh, bringing you a lot of uh, laughs and anger at the same time. Hopefully not too much anger and a lot of laughs, but uh, that's my story. I'm sticking with it. Uh, and again, thank you for uh, for your feedback, and thank you to everyone out there, uh, to all of my followers. Hello to all of my new followers on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter. And I wanted to thank, uh, thank Madara, Ice, Crash, everybody. Jay, hey, Jay. Uh, Brother Sand, how you doing, man? Uh, and I also wanted to give a special uh, heartfelt uh, hug to Apple and Stone, appleandstone.com. Check those guys out. They're amazing musicians. Those are the guys that you hear. That's the theme song. And those are the guys behind it, appleandstone.com. Thank you to Apple and Stone. Thank you to Jay. Thank you to Brother Sand. Brother, thank you for all of your help in the past week or so. Well, I've been reco uh, recovering. I uh, wanted to say hey to uh, Eric Escobar, and uh, let's see, am I forgetting anybody? I don't. I'm forgetting a lot of people, but again, it's the meds. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to show 24. I will be back next week for show number 25, and that's about it. This is Gummo. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you guys. Well, I won't see you guys, but uh, you will hear from me next week for show number 25 on Transmit. Thanks again, folks, and I'll uh, I'll be back next week, I promise, if I don't injure myself. Uh, until then, uh, take care, and don't take life too seriously. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.